Sean Carson is a singer, songwriter, producer, and the creator of the new web series, Carson. We talk about his journey being born and raised in Terrell, Texas, his route through Seattle, and pursuing a music career in Los Angeles. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? I go by the name of Domo. And I go by the name of Yoshiko. We sit with entrepreneurs and artists across disciplines to share their stories, insight, and gems. Their journey will inspire you to think about community and your own narrative, how it shapes who you are and what your legacy will be. You're listening to No Blueprint. No Blueprint. No Blueprint. No Blueprint. You are listening to No Blueprint. We are live. We are here. We no live. Blueprint podcast with a special guest who's only in town for a few hours, and so what? we we had to we had to make it happen. Who are you, sir? My name is Sean Carson, aka. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna start. BKA, aka. Yes. RB Chan. No, I'm playing. Terrell, Texas. Terrell, Texas, man. That's the humble beginning. Tell me about it. Terrell, Texas. It's about. 15,000 people maybe home of Jamie Foxx yep that's that's our that's our pride say, that's, and joy that's, 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 that's our number one goes that's, to, the second, that's the second person I think of when I think of Terrell Texas really who's well, the first person you you oh. you yeah Sean uh, Carson oh. that's the first yeah oh. yeah and then I'd be like Mama oh, we made. I'm like oh yeah Jamie's from there too yeah okay. yeah, Jamie. okay. yeah Jamie's there first he was there first I'm uh I like to think of myself as a I guess you could say a Jamie prodigy okay so I'm, I'm following a lot of uh, footsteps in my own different way, but um, yeah, it's definitely it's ballpark. Fifteen thousand people. About fifteen thousand people. You got the white side and the black side, and, and the train tracks. And that's the train. That's what <laughs> that's what separates them. <laughs> the train, train tracks. tracks. You take yourself on the side of the other side of the train Damn. tracks. You're on the white side. And I know South Turtle. And I know from following you on social media, your grandfather owned a store. He owned a barber shop. A barber shop. A plaza. Oh, okay, tell he me about it. He had his own plaza. Talk about okay. it. Okay. Rest in peace to the plaza and rest in peace to my grandpa, Roy D. Burton. We just actually uh, demolished the barbershop slash plaza, but we had he had a uh, barbecue pit, <laughs> and he had a barbershop, then he had a beauty salon. Oh, so we had multiple. Yeah. He, what, what came first? I'm not sure. I, I think it was just the barbershop okay. that was first, and then he built on and he built on. And then but, he was like, we needed the women. But the for years, none of, it, none of it was, I mean... None of it was. I don't think the beauty salon was functional for very long, or the but the barbecue. He kept it open from here and there. Yeah. But the the barbershop that was okay. a cornerstone That's of dope. tarot community culture. Because my grandfather, he yeah. kept people in music, okay. so he would always buy the newest music. Yeah. So he had like fifty before. Like, like grandpa, you got fifty. He's in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 grandson, hey grandson. Like yeah. So it was real yes. cool to have like a grandpa that was like he was in pop culture who's into that yeah and so all the kids who were kind of into that would go to my grandpa and get to cut get up the, uh, to get it okay yeah, it's funny though they always would um tease me because my grandpa like he had the barbershop but he had the, the barbecue pit right yeah. so he'd be eating and be cutting people's hair so they tease me to make you hungry yeah but <laughs> they'd be like yeah man your granddaddy got all cracker crumbs in my head man he eating, <laughs> eating chicken and shit it's like, like what is that? all this did grease this, in my head. Did this come from from me? Nah, that's just you know wave grease. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm trying to get you them, trying to get you them waves. You're trying to get you them waves. Do you know what year he opened? Nah, man, I gotta figure that out myself. Okay, I want to know. Maybe maybe one of the fans or one of the, these history buffs they'll come and tell me. Yeah. You know, somebody always trying to give you some information. Oh yeah. Let me tell you. Right, right. Well, because I'm I'm thinking about it from just a 
entrepreneur standpoint, right? Like, that. if if yeah. if that was the case, that had to have some effect on you in just seeing. Okay, my grandfather he didn't run one business; he ran three. Honestly, as a kid, I never really was. I never really was exposed to that room of thought. Yeah. It was more so I had to be an adult real quick. Okay. So it's though to 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 think about entrepreneurship and growth in, in a mentality of that direction. Yeah. I didn't really get that until I I was out on my own. Okay. And so it, everything from for more so being a man had to be fast tracked. Yeah. I learned on the go rather than to be okay. Hey, grandson, this is what this is. What yeah. This is but to see him like to know like looking back now in retrospect to know like this is what he was doing right. and he had multiple pieces of land and he had multiple you know business ventures going on at That's once it's like it lets you know that he was getting he had a blueprint for me absolutely but it's just i never really got to the point when he passed away that was back in i think 12 yeah. 2012 that kind of hurt it yeah. hurt so bad because yeah. i didn't talk to him for a long time right. we had our you know family had their arguments and their disagreements but you know, and then I, I got real cool with him, and then, I, and then he left me. I feel like. And so it's like... Yeah, bittersweet. It's so bittersweet. bittersweet. It was the last couple of years of his life, you know, it was really, it was real cool. We had those great conversations. I was here. Yeah. So I wasn't back home, but every time I came back home, you know, I would make sure I went and saw him, and, you know, he would kick it, and it was cool. It was yeah. cool. It was a great relationship. That's great. Well, and to, and to just think that, like, from... A land perspective, and to think yeah. what land is worth now. Yeah, right. And, and just when did you start playing sports, dude? I started playing sports as early as I can remember. The first sport I played was soccer. I think I was like three or four. Okay. And I played in Terrell. I actually played for the our, our names were the uh, the Little Rascals. Okay. And my mom, I think I played maybe one game, and I got taken out because my knees were underdeveloped. Oh. So I, I kept like tripping over the ball yeah. and I wasn't as like coordinated as the other kids at the time. Yeah. So then she just took me out. She was like, nah. That's saying it. So then they put a basketball in my hand, put a football in my hand. And I started yeah, playing that. And that, honestly, I like to tell people all the time, basketball yeah. saved my life. Okay. Like, without a doubt. Yeah. Like, it kept me out of the streets. Yeah. It kept me uh, meeting new people and just my want and a desire to just be better than everyone else. Okay. It's like, in my little area, my neighborhood, yeah. that's what kept me going. So. Did you have siblings? Yeah, I have like nine siblings, man. Okay, wow. So okay. my mom has six boys, my dad has five. Okay, okay. So yeah, we got we got we got fam. Always always around. We out here. Yes. I'm the second to the oldest, so it's 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 always a chip on the shoulder to always try to uplift the family yes. and keep everybody in a positive spirit Absolutely. or keep everybody don't, moving forward. Don't, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. <laughs> Look at me. Look people, at me. People are watching. You're <laughs> right. being watched at all times. Look at me. You can be. You can, you can do what you want to do. Right. Trust right. Me. What was it? So then, what basketball over football. Dude. Okay. No. I was gonna say. I was like, you no. said basketball saved your life, but basketball saved my life, man. I'm telling you, in the streets. So in the streets, as far as growing up, when you when you're playing basketball, I say basketball saved my life because we used to move a lot. I was, as a kid, I was a victim of a lot of domestic violence disputes. Mm -hmm. So we move a lot. Right. So a lot. And I'm not talking about just like, oh, we moved a couple times. Right. So we moved a lot. Like okay. I've been to probably about four or five different high schools, like three or four different middle schools. Right. And I can't even count how many elementary schools I've been to. I've been to a lot. So when you're the new kid at school and, you know, you really haven't, gained a sense of self or really built self-esteem mm. it's like the only way to meet other kids is 
through common you know denominators right. which for me Sport. was basketball right so if i could play basketball and i'm real good right. they're gonna want to be my friend so right. i used to just play you never see me without a basketball okay so when i go to a new school or when i find i well it was racing because <laughs> in third grade yeah. I was the fastest nigga in third okay. grade there was yep. nobody in third to the fifth whatever school I went to I nobody. would just pop up like who, wanna race who the fastest who the fastest take me to the fastest person <laughs> alright who the best at basketball here take me to him and I just go on guard man right. challenge what's up what okay. you got so then it went from there basketball but then football man football that's my natural that's my natural habitat. Yeah. Like, there's nothing better than smacking somebody that's four or five times your size just to let them know, like, yeah, I'm smaller than you, but. Yeah. What position? Slot receiver. Okay. And I played quarterback for a minute, but slot receiver is my place. Okay. Man. Okay. I'm like small, I got longer arms and big yeah. hands. I love to catch the football. I love, like, I can jump high. So it's like. Absolutely. Football is just my natural habitat. Like, Would you. And then so. What did you play in high school? High school, I played wide receiver. I was starting okay. receiver for Terrell Tigers. Okay. 2006, I'm an all-region receiver. I should have been all-state, but we're okay. not going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> That's a matter of numbers and politics. Some hate. Yeah, little, some little, hate, little some little numbers, hate, some politics. Okay. I'm definitely a Dallas Morning News Newcomer of the Year. Hey, look it up. You know, I, I mean, you can, I mean, hey. You can Google it. You know, I don't got too many accolades, but I, I got the right ones. You can Google it. You know, you so. Now, nah, so football... I started playing football at Singing Hills in Oak Cliff. And I played for the Vikings. I played quarterback there for a minute. And then um, my, we moved. So it, I never got to stick my feet into uh, I never got to get my roots yeah. into the ground and be like even scouted or any of that. Right. But it was just wherever I pop up, you're like, where does this kid come from? Yeah. Put him in the game. Did you, and so did you know... Did you want to go to play college ball? Oh, like, was that nobody was telling? I was going to the NFL. Okay, a hundred percent. Like, I'm I'm gonna go to the NFL. My mom's poor. Yeah. I'm going to the NFL. I'm gonna feed everybody. That was the Getting mentality. Okay. But I think that every kid in Seattle, not in Seattle, but um, every kid in Texas, if you grew up in Texas and you're part of the football culture, yeah, you're going to the league. If you right. got the if you got the talent. Because Texas is... That's football state. That's, that's football. Friday Night Lights, right. remember the movie? Right. That was right. my life. That was okay. literally, legitimately like... That's probably one of the best times of my life is yeah. being on the field on a Friday night. Yeah. The stands are nuts. Yeah. And I'm the starting receiver. And Getting you know it what? It's a, it's a, it's a fade route right, right. now. What you gonna do? And, he, and he's been talking shit the whole time. <laughs> and I just been, just wait till they throw me the ball. Just wait till they throw me the ball. They yeah. gonna throw me the ball. Right. Wait till they throw me the ball. Yeah. And when they do, it's on. <laughs> and I just, you, I do my pay. thing. Yeah, and I do my thing, man. Yes. So, football was great. And uh, I got to go to, I got a chance to go to college and play football. Went to Abilene Christian University. That okay. was my first college. Where's that? That's in Abilene, Texas. Okay. So that's West Texas. I got to play, um, I started receiver on the freshman team there my freshman year. Mm -hmm. But then what winded up happening is the basketball team, I went in for a workout uh -oh. and they brought me over and I also started point guard for okay. the freshman team. So I started both basketball, basketball and football, football on the okay. freshman team. So I thought that was great. I thought I was going somewhere. Yeah. And then I got kicked out of school. How you get kicked out of school? For not being able to pay tuition, man. Oh. So most of my life shortcomings have been just because we've lacked the financial, Wow. you know, and Wait, so they didn't give you a scholarship or anything? Dude, they even were like, you they had told, already... this is what they told me. They called me in the office and they told me, they said, well, if you find a way, if you can find a way yeah. to pay the, this semester, yeah, we'll help you out. We got you next semester. We got you. Get the fuck out. And it was like, 
I couldn't get a cosigner. I could, wow. it, was, it was a desert. It was like, doo, 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 doo. yeah. That's crazy. I went home, man. Yeah, I got. That's how I got kicked out of school. That's crazy. They cut my card off. You know how you get a swipe card? Yeah. You get into the dorm with swipe card, you get your food. Stop. They cut mine off, man. I was at school for like a month. Shout out to my uh, my cousin and my this old roommate. This was first quarter. This is we have semesters. Our first semester. So in Texas, so you we don't do even quarter got system. In good. I did. I never do. Wow. Man. I never. It's a consistency in, in life for me has been the most difficult. That's crazy. So it's just being able to stay rooted yeah. and dig into it and really love what you do. So so then you go from there, you go back home. I got went home. And what happened after that? I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. Honestly, I was I was at my mom's house and my mom was like, you know, you know, she she was sympathetic for my situation, yeah. of course. So she let me come home, and yeah. she was like, "Baby, look, you you can work." Right. And I was like, "All right." So I start trying to find jobs, but for a kid out of high school, right? High school you don't have any experience. Yeah. You know, what, you don't and this know was 2006. 2006. Okay. So it's like I went and I started working for this temp agency called Labor Labor Ready, which is some. Some, I mean, it's, if anybody knows, it's it's temp agencies are temp agencies are brutal. <laughs> I was working for five fifteen an hour. Wow! So every day I, I come home with a forty dollar check, and I, I put my little forty dollar checks together. Right. Meanwhile, this right. whole time, right. I got all these skills. Yeah, like and I could sing and I could do whatever. But Talented. there's no yeah. there's no outlet for me to to be creative. Absolutely. And I didn't. You know where we're from? Like it's just football, man. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Nobody tells you, you know, you could grow up and be like a Absolutely. famous singer or a famous actor. We see Jamie Foxx and right, here, comes here's to town. These, here's these resources. Yeah. Here's this. They don't tell you that that's possible yeah. because you know there's not a lot of kids who have the that's real. talent. Right. And then just the just the overall someone to invest. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so so and then I guess going back, how did you get into performing and singing and dude? Okay. Piano so and growing up with my mom. So my mom, she shot out from Terrell to Dallas. So okay. she went and worked in Dallas. And uh, me and my older brother, Brian, we split time between being with my mom out in Dallas mm -hmm. and being with my grandmother back in Terrell. So when we were with my mom, she would have to hustle. You know, she's a single mother. You know, she's got to do what she's got to do to make ends meet. But living in the city, it's, it ain't easy. So she's working her jobs and me and my brother, at times, it would be times where she'd have to leave us at home. Mm -hmm. So my brother, he's about five years older than I am. He would take care of me. Like, he's like nine, and I'm like, you know, five, six, you know, he's like right. nine, ten. And we wouldn't do anything all day but sit there and watch TV and listen to the radio. Right. So for me, when I didn't want to, you know, I didn't have any power being right. the little brother right. to watch, you know, Sesame Street right. or whatever I wanted to watch, you know. Watch what I'm watching. Yeah, so I, got, I didn't want to watch that, so I... I revert to being in the room, yeah. like drawing and listening to the radio, mm -hmm. coloring. So mm -hmm. I learned a lot just from mimicking the radio. Okay. And I have ADHD, so it's it's repetitive. Right. Yeah. I gotta creativity. do something. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a, a a need to be creative. Right. And so I I draw. I I, I still doodle now. I yeah. told my partner like she's like I don't know you could do that. I was like yeah I could do that. I did. <laughs> right. I could draw some cartoons you right. know, if I want to. But I went from doing that mimicking radio. To being able to really sing like them, and okay. Then to hone in, like, oh dang, I can do that. How old were you? It's like five, six. Okay, so you found it early. Yeah. Okay. Like, when people and and, it's, it, and I, 
not to discredit or discount anything that um, he's done because he's one of the most amazing to ever live. But Michael Jackson, yeah. people they talk about how like when he was five or six, I was singing like a yeah. like that's how I was. Yeah, it's a real thing. Absolutely. I've had it since then. And yeah. I don't know where it comes from, but it's just intrinsic ability. That's great. And nobody came and said we need to do something, bro. The, with I, no one knew. Okay, because I didn't tell my mom that I could sing. I didn't. Just the self-esteem was never so there. So you just kept it to yourself. Yeah. Interesting. Just there's so many things. I was about to say. I was like, if it, I, was, I was about to say somebody would would have tried to at least like yeah, take advantage of that. And yeah. Like not that that's the right thing to do, but no. Damn. But say, I mean, at some point it is. <laughs> right. At some point right. it's like right. you no, know, we can't let you this. Gonna make, yeah, yeah. You gonna make us both some money? Let's some, go. We gonna start this little out. Right. Yeah. Something. <laughs> so I went on. I kept I kept singing like in private. But I tried to tell one of my like friends. I think when I think I think I was like eleven or twelve. I, yeah. I told one of my friends. I was like, I said I said, have you ever you ever heard that like people who can whistle real good yeah. can sing? real good I tried to tell I didn't know how to tell him right. I, like you don't know how to tell like you're right. in the hood like how you supposed to tell like your thuggish homeboy like you can say hey bro hey hey you know I'm I can Jackson. sing bro I can sing <laughs> Shut your ass up, boy. And then even if even if you sing the note, they still gonna be no, like, no, yeah, I, yeah, you, I know you. you. Yeah, I know you. That's yeah, not that's you, not good, bro. You all right. Right. Like, but I was going. So that's crazy. But nobody knew. So I kept it under wraps up until about like I started playing football. And that's what gave me the football is what gave me my confidence. Basketball right. and football gave me the confidence. So you was on the field doing notes. my thing. Like yes. I was laying them out. Like I didn't right. even want I, Honestly, I got on the football field and I wasn't worried. I didn't even know I could catch that well. Yet. Right. Because right, I could right. catch. I don't miss. Right. But my thing was, I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> How you going to knock somebody out I'm a wide receiver? Trust me. <laughs> and once I feel like, once, once they, they told me you could cut, you could, you could take their legs out. <laughs> First you five could, yards? You could put your head on their head and they'll stop. <laughs> oh, I didn't even care no more. Like, when they tried to put their hands on me, you're not going to keep your hands on me because I'm going to make sure you have some bumps at the end of the game. Damn it. Like, I was that guy. Okay. So, it was like, I'm a, an aggressive, roughneck receiver. Who was your favorite receiver? Oh, Randy. Come on. Love Randy. Randy. Love Randy. Randy. Shout out to Randy. Hall of, Hall of Fame Randy. Randy Moss. Randy, Randy's son is going to LSU. Michael just Irvin. To, just a shout out. Jerry My, Rice. Michael Irvin. Okay. Ocho Cinco T. Who was your favorite team? Growing up, man, it was the Cowboys. Growing up, because we had we had the magic. Okay, I was a Saints fan, so I couldn't be a Cowboys. But then my brother, my older <laughs> brother, he was into the the Buccaneers. Okay. So I got into the Buccaneers. I love Warwick Dunn. Yep. Like yep, that was yep, my yep, guy. Yep, yep. And then uh, Detroit Lions, because I love you know. Shout out! Shout out to Peyton. the Lions. They wasn't gonna win nothing. Yeah. But, you know, Barry Sanders was that guy. So then let's go back to singing. Yeah. Music. Music. So I, I could sing and I always could. The piano is my sort of choice, but I never really had access to one. Right. I would always see a piano in passing and I would always like be over there trying to right. do it. And my mom, get, get your ass off the damn piano. You know what you're doing. Okay, cool. cool. All right, fine. Mom. What, how old were you when you were, you were, when you started gravitating toward the piano? Probably like nine. Okay. I was about nine. We moved to Louisiana. I hated it there. What I part? hated it. We moved to Oak Grove, so it's like, like northeastern, like Shreveport, like maybe about four hours east of Shreveport. Okay, got it. Like it's 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 over there, right? But it's like right on the border, almost to going into Arkansas. But what year, dude? That was oof. I have to think about that. That's like oh, oh, oh. 
203. Okay. So 04. you were older and just knew you. Yeah. This, we are not in Texas anymore. Yeah, they, they beat me up, actually. When I moved to Louisiana, the first week of school, they beat me up. Damn it, man. Because, for no reason, too. They said, <laughs> this is why they beat me up. They're like, because you, you're from Texas, and y'all Texas folks think y'all are all that. That's why they beat me that up. That sounds like Louisiana. That I'm sounds, like, what? I've got family from Louisiana. And that sounds what? about that sounds about right. Because uh, <laughs> we think we all that. Like, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> right. I'm the new kid. <laughs> You'll be a bit proud to be from Texas. I never forget. I forgot his last name, but AJ. AJ beat me up. He <laughs> beat me up at the flagpole ceremony. Damn it, man. He threw me in the bushes. Damn it, man. He punched me and then threw me in the bushes. <laughs> I was it. a little kid, man. But, I mean, that's where I got the music. So... We had this piano yeah. in my house. The house we moved into was um, one of my um, my mom's husband at the time. His uncle had a house there, and we moved into that house. And the house had an old piano in it. It was okay. untuned, but I used to like, you know, right? Figure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they'd be like, "Get off the piano! Get off the piano! Get off the piano!" Uh, okay. All right, cool, All cool, right. cool. But they, it wasn't because like I sounded bad, but it's because the piano was untuned. Right. So just whatever you play. Right. But whatever I can you hear, play is going to sound. But I can hear it. Right. I can hear. I did this. Yeah. Like, were you in church at all? We used to go to church, but I didn't let the church know I could sing. Okay, so you were no choirs, no... Well, I got into the choir. That was up in age. Like, like when I got to about, like, 13, 14, okay. that's when it, I couldn't hold it in anymore. Okay. So it was like, when I got to 13, 14, I moved with my great-grandfather. Okay. And I was playing football in tarot, and uh, in the locker room, I just... I would feel good after practice, man. I would just or after yeah. a game, I'd just be singing in the locker room. So yeah. they just like they like, man, well you can sing. But I was like, yeah, man, I, you know, I do a little bit. Little and then bit. this um then a, a guy from the the team, his name's Ronnie Green, he's one of my one of my greatest friends, he's like a brother to me. Yeah. Um shout out to Ron G. He came up to me and he said, Hey man, you know, I sing with this gospel quartet. And he was like, we lost a member, and, you know, we're looking for members to, you know, join the gospel quartet. So, yeah. I mean, I would love for you to come try out. So I came over to his house, and they had they had me, and there was this other guy. I forgot who it was, but I remember they couldn't they couldn't sing like I could sing. <laughs> so it was like... It no was shade. Like, no shade. No shade. Disclaimer. No shade. <laughs> he couldn't sing like I could sing, and they were like, yeah, we, he'll fit. He'll do. So then I joined the gospel quartet. And that's how, like, my music started. Okay. And when I tell you, that quartet took me everywhere. We were called wow. the Voices of Devotion. Okay. Voices of Devotion. Where'd you go? Everywhere in Texas, man. Wow. Every, listen, I've been to every small city church. Wow. I mean, I think that the most country city that I can remember was Coffee City. Okay. Coffee City, Texas. You ever been to Coffee I City, Texas? I don't even know where that is. Coffee City, Texas. The only, so... The only thing I, my connection to Texas, my dad was born in Lufkin. Okay, I know. That. And we used, we lived in Houston not Age too long down. in 92. And in fact, my father just yesterday was talking about when we lived in Houston, the murder rate was so high yeah. that like they literally Damn, put, okay. they put signs on the door that says, look, if you rob this convenience store, you will only get $20. Because there's only twenty dollars in the register, and Sorry. people were still robbing, the robbing, robbing the convenience store. <laughs> like, the That's what happens when, when you got people crazy. in poverty. Pac talked talk about it in the music, but we ain't gonna go that far. Right, 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 right. And so, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's crazy. So you were all over Texas, all over Texas, singing with Voices of Devotion, man. We uh, we were basically opening up for his mother's group. 
okay. and they were called the Eternity Gospel Singers. Okay. And they were they had their CD out. Just they dead. had they had the tour bus. So nice. they had they had they had they stuff together. Yes. We was just like we with them. When we right. sang it, we gonna come in here and we gonna, oh Mary, don't you eat Tim all the yeah. other mom. Hey, we were getting it. Nice. We were just getting it. How but, was how was the, and then how was that for you to say that you were in this like it seemed to be in this place of so much like instability, like and to now be traveling with a group of people. It was Man, in retrospect to me it was just it felt like it felt like home. It felt sure. like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, right. Man, look at these people. They're really like and we were saying like I'm I'm I'm, I'm like an R and B singer. Yeah. Like I'm an R and B singer. Right. Like I sing R and B. Yeah. We're singing gospel songs and they're putting R and B voice. So these pastors would be like, this young brother here with the with the voice like Marvin Gaye. <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't know if that's good. I don't or know not. if it's a good thing or bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's like, You bringing y'all to the Lord with that Marvin. He said, Woohoo. I was like, Yeah, I did, but I mean, you know, hopefully that's cool. <laughs> yeah, don't play don't hey, But it, it worked. And okay. we and we kick butt like we nice. did a lot of different churches a lot of different churches used to want us to come back and I went from there and I went ahead and I graduated high school yeah. I remember the night before I graduated high school I wrote on MySpace that was, I wrote a MySpace bulletin Okay. and I was like you know I don't really know what's going on in my life and I was like but you know what when I leave high school, I want to pursue my singing and acting career. And, yeah. and I was like, you know, I was real for it in that in my mind, but there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a way to really get to it. Right. So it was like, I, but I did have the opportunity to go play football. Yeah. So I did. So and even when I, I went to Abilene Christian University and when my coaches there found out I could sing, then I was opening up a church. I remember I got to open wow. up at Abilene Christian University. Basically, you have to go to church every day. Yeah. Wow. So you have to swipe in Monday through Friday. You have, well, you have to make four. You have to swipe in. You have to swipe your card into church. Wow. So you have to at least make four of the five days, I believe, yeah. of the week. So you have to. You go in at eleven o'clock. Everybody in the school. Eleven o'clock. Wow. Bells ring. We go to church. That's so Texas. I remember I got yeah. to open up like one of the churches with a song. Got a chance to act. That was my first acting gig too. Yeah. I, I, I acted as uh, Malcolm X, Malik El Shabazz. Wow! Like that was that yeah. was crazy cool, and that was my first, you know, into like, oh, dude, look at this. Yeah. Like so, okay, people think that stuff is cool, but yeah. to me, since I've been doing it so long, it's yeah. it's not a talent right. to be able to sing. It's second nature. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not that I don't that. I don't appreciate it when yeah. people do it. It's like it's just second nature. Like, that's what I do. That's what you do. Like, yeah. You're born to do that. God Absolutely. put it in you for you to be able to do that and spread some type of energy for right. the rest of your life. Right. Cool. So yeah, that was the first kind of like taste of it. And then when I got kicked out of school at Abilene, I went home. There was no music. I did. I wasn't even thinking about music. Right. I wasn't even thinking about acting. I was thinking about how do I get this money? Put my life on track. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was working for five fifteen, and I had a brother who lived in Seattle at the time. He asked me if I wanted to just move to Seattle. What was he doing in Seattle? He was uh, in culinary, so he had went to. Uh, he had, he was in the Air Force originally, and then he got out of the Air Force, and he wanted to go to like culinary school, culinary okay. arts. So he did, and then he wound up landing this job. It's not there anymore, but it was called Taviolata. Okay. It was right here in Belltown. Okay. And um, it was a cool, cool Italian restaurant, and he worked there. And he brought me up, and I came up. I got my first job at uh, Subway. Okay. I think I worked at Subway for like five days. Yeah. And then I got a job at Hertz. Okay. <laughs> And but these jobs to me, it was like y'all making more than five fifty an hour, bro. <laughs> I went from making five fifteen an hour, yeah, 
Yeah. To making ten fifty an hour so with like, full he, benefits. He's like, we're here now. We're here now, and okay. then I have my own place. So yeah. it was like, ah, I can spread out. Spread out. So I started taking classes at Seattle Central Community College. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's where I started, and I was in the acting program. I started taking improv wow, and like acting okay. classes and art, and then I was. Uh, this is how. This is how it. Yeah. Fast track. So I'm. I'm going. Get off the bus. I'm going from work. To school, yeah. back to work, yeah. to school. Yeah. So I'm getting off the bus, going to school, going to class, and I'm singing to myself. And this random guy, he hears me singing to myself. And he's like, "Hey, man, you a singer?" And I was just like, "Yeah." yeah. He's like, "Well, you know, I got a studio over in uh, Queen Anne, yeah. and on Fridays I set my studio up and whoop de whoop." And I was like, "All right, cool." So he gave me his number. I hit him up. He seemed like he was cool, and yeah. I'm from Texas, so right. ain't too much I'm gonna yeah. be afraid of right yeah. off the bat. I can, I'm yeah, I can protect myself. I'm my hands. Yeah, I can protect myself. I can I can do that much. I, I learned from getting beat up enough. Right. You know, like, I know how not Eventually. to get beat up. Right. Yeah, yeah. You you get beat up enough times, you know how not to get beat up and, ever and, again, and to not be afraid ever. Yeah, yeah ever yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah. So. I show up at this guy's crib on a Friday, man. He introduced me to his girlfriend. They invite me to their home, and he shows me Cubase. Okay. So he introduced me to Cubase, and he had a literally a studio apartment. And I thought that the whole time, probably half the time I knew him, I thought that there was more to this apartment. <laughs> but it was just like this. Yeah. But I thought like, okay, at least one of these doors probably got to go into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never. He's like, no, this is where we sleep. This is where, this is where we, we sleep. Music. Like we grinding. Yeah. yeah. And he pushed the bed up and he put, he had made his own booth. Wow. And so, pain, I'm talking about the whole nine. And you think it would be like some off brand. It was like legit. Listen. Had a window, everything. It was I, awesome. Yeah. So he I'm not here to, me, I'm not here to live lavish. I'm here to work. Here to work, yeah. right? Yeah. So he showed me how to use Cubase and kind of set me off for myself. And I had a lot of tracks that were horrible. Yeah. I mean, as, as, as we do. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I learned and I started learning more and more. I put out some stuff on, uh, from what I did. Some, it was basically mixtape. What he would do, he would go, there used to be a record store in Queen Anne, but they mm -hmm. closed it. What was that record store called? What was it? I want to say it's Easy Street Records. He would go there, yeah, on Friday, and he would pick up a, a, a beat a beat CD. Okay. So he would get like a Jake One yeah. or Vitamin D. Shout out to Jake One and Vitamin D. Uh, and he that's where I started on yeah. those beats. Yeah. Those are the beats I started on. I think we had a, a Foreign Exchange one. Okay. So Foreign. Yes. That's where yes. I started, and yeah. those beats were always the type of beats I wanted to be on. Yeah. If I'm gonna be on a song, I want right. to be on something like. That. Right. You know, I'm gonna put my gospel R and B yeah. with that. Okay. So it's like, okay. So then I was real deep into hip hop and so then I, I started to cream it in with gospel R and B hip hop. Yeah. And so literally I put a song on MySpace music player. Mm. I called it Some Days. It was a beat that I had from Foreign Exchange. It got so many listens. Nice. So many, so many listens. But even before that, the only reason it got that many listens is because when I was playing football, if we go back, I was playing at Abilene Christian. I got a chance to play with the prestigious gospel legend, Kirk Franklin. Wow. I played with his son, Carrion. Wow. Carrion Franklin. Shout yeah. out to Carrion. That's my boy. That's my brother for life. Yeah. And Carrion had a camera. Okay. And Carrion gave me a camera, and he was like, I was like, yo, I want to make a video of me singing. 
Yeah. So we were buff, and I was, I was like, let me take this video. So I took it in my dorm and went out into the hallway of my dorm, and I started and singing good to acoustics. this camera. Yeah. Okay. And so I sang a Pretty Willie song. <laughs> okay. Lay your body down. And I literally yeah. went to sleep, woke up. That thing had 100,000 views on it. Wow. I was literally one of the first YouTube singers okay. ever. Okay. There weren't, there, there was nobody on YouTube. I was going to YouTube. say, because this was like, this had to be 06. 06? Yeah. yeah. Nobody was yeah, doing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Not I'm going to credit myself. I'm going to take that as credit to myself for being one of the first cover artists on YouTube. Yeah. Ever. Like, I would put on a video and I'd wake up and have 50,000 views. Wow. Put okay. on a video, wake up 100,000. Yeah. Put on a video, 200,000. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't think anything of it because... Nobody was, YouTube wasn't YouTube. You didn't get any clout from being yeah. on YouTube. You didn't get any monetization from <laughs> at that point. Right, so it was like, even right. if you did, it's somebody else's songs. Right, right. So we weren't that far along. So when I put the songs on MySpace, mm. then it was like, okay, they right. suck though. Right. So it wasn't what you hear on the radio, but yeah, it, was, yeah. it was like some mixtape shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from that, some people around the town heard that I could sing from just being in Seattle. Right. And then I got linked in with uh, 84 Fly. Yep. I got Shout linked in with uh, No Clue. Yep. I got linked in with uh, the Parker Brothers. Okay. I got linked in. Then I had a, a production deal with Common Sense Studios. Okay. So it just started rolling. And then that's when I went over. But I was still here. I still wasn't... I wasn't not... I wasn't not taking it serious, but... It still wasn't available to me the thought that right. I could really take this music and yeah. make some money and really be famous. Right. And it's like, well, how do we do it? Right. And then somebody was like, hey, man, there's a semi pro team. They're looking for a wide receiver. Right. I went and played semi pro. Wow. Okay. I went back to my natural habitat okay. <laughs> because I had the opportunity yeah. to play ball. Where was this? This was part of the, here for the Puget Sound Titans. Wow. Okay. So I started receiver for them. Yeah. And we won 14 games straight. I had no idea. So that's crazy. Shout out to all the cats that played on that squad. That was a hell of a squad, and we had a good time. Yeah. So from there, this is where our our past meet. Watch right. this. So from there, I had met. A guy just being in the hood. I was club promoting. I was making music on yeah. MySpace. So, but it wasn't. Again, it wasn't serious. Right. It was serious enough to the point where I could go in the club. I could record something Friday day. Put it in the in the club Friday night because I know the DJ because yeah. I club promoted this club. Yeah. So, it went from that to playing football again. And I met. Wow. I ran past. I, met, I got the chance to meet um, the brother of Nate Robinson. His name. Uh, is Chicken. Chicken. Anthony Stewart. That's crazy. I fucking love okay. chicken. Chicken's yeah. chicken is the most positive, free spirited, real. I haven't seen chicken since Central. No, chicken is the man. Okay. I love him. He was like, "Yo, Central, you should come to the workout. Central's got a workout. You need to you you could you could play. Okay, you can play, bro. He's like, bro, you can start. Right. And I was like, you know, he's like, they'll offer you. I'm like, well, let me go work out. Let's figure it out. So I went and worked out. Yeah. First workout, one of the coaches pulled me aside. I believe his name was Coach Smith. He was like, "You need to come here. You need to come here." He's like, "Whatever, do do the paperwork. I'll I'll make sure you get the money." Yo. And I was like, "All right, I'm at Central, and that's how yeah. I wound up at Central." That's crazy. I because I was gonna ask you, I, was like, I had no idea. I was like, "How the hell did you end up in Ellensburg, Washington?" Yeah, <laughs> man. That's how but I ended up at Central. I, the thing like, people talk a lot of shit about Central from this side of the mountain. But I think the thing that I, I I can say I will say 
I say a couple of things about Central. One, it was small enough to make a big impact in such a small space. And two, I know so many people that got their first shot, second shot, third shot out in Ellensburg, Washington. Yeah. Right? Like, and Central was going to take care of you. Like, they, they were going to take care of yeah, you. Dude. I went gonna, to the workout. I, I came the first day, I think it was like spring ball or something. Like, they had already started, but the coaches had heard about me. So yeah. they were like, come out. They're like, dude, just get your in, uh, insurance. Come out tomorrow. We'll have, we have it all ready for you. Literally went in the circ, right? Tore my knee up first day. <sighs> tore my meniscus at the at the day. gym. At the gym playing basketball with no. some rudy cleats. So <laughs> I had a life check. That's when I was. I had a life check myself, and I said, you know, I don't like pain. Yeah. I don't like to be hurt. That's why I'm such a good fighter because yeah. I don't want to be in pain. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure you stop. Yeah. Before you do anything to me, because I don't want to be in pain. Dang. So I said, "What can I do? What What am I like? The only reason people like me, like I'm very intelligent. Yeah. I can be as intelligent as you want me to be. I can yeah. learn. I can resource. I can whatever it takes. But people like me, I, I'm a free spirit. Yeah. I don't like to be binded by by book. I don't right. like to be binded. I like to live in the book, but also live in the real world too. Right. So I said, "What can I do?" The only real reason I went to school was to get to the NFL. Right. Because that's the steps you got to take. You yeah. go to the school, you show out, you get the pro date. Right. And da 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 And that's how you get it. Right. So I said, what else can I do? I said, well, I said, well, you, how are we going to get this knee fixed? We don't got insurance. That, that, that's a, that, you, I was like, you can't work for it. Right. Can't ask your parents for it. Can't yeah. ask your grandparents for it. You're out here by yourself at this point. So it's like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go to school. So I, I went to school at Central for about three years, and I would come back on this side. I literally came all the time to the point where they thought out. People thought I went to UW. Uh, I was at UW. That's all the what time. I was about to say because there was that. There was definitely that connection. Yeah. yeah. People thought I went to UW because I would go to uh, UW's retro open mic night. Right. Because I right. love to sing. Yeah. So at that point, I was out with it. Yeah. Because the confidence was there. It was enough to where Absolutely. you know I'll sing. Shout I'm out on to, stage and sing. Shout out to UW retro. Yeah. Shout out to UW <laughs> retro. They gave me some. They gave me some clout yeah. in Seattle. They gave me some clout because I would go from. Not only was I club promoting, and then that's a that's a whole other thing. That's basketball too. Yeah. There. Not only was I club promoting, I was now just showing up all around Seattle, and he's this talented guy singing. I, yeah. I want to know more. And Will, Will Basham, Will Basham, yeah, had transferred to. He was he was at Central first. Yeah. So he transferred to I believe Utah Bothell. I think it was Utah Bothell. Yeah. And yeah, because he wanted to do uh, the fraternity. Thing. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to shout out to Will. Yeah. Shout out, uh, shout out to follow, our follow him on the gram. Yeah. <laughs> Good buddy of mine. And um, basically, what happened there is, literally, got a chance to sing. Yeah. And got a chance to go to uh, Central. Yep. And further my singing career, and that's when I really started getting into the piano. Yep. And uh, I started getting into like, okay, so look, I can't play no football. Right. So what am I gonna do? I want to sing because yeah. I can do it really good, yeah. really well, and I can entertain people really well. And this is, this is, I feel like when I'm doing it, I feel like right. I'm at home. It's my right. passion. Right. Like, oh my God, this I, is my passion. Absolutely. Oh shit, <laughs> I found my passion. Yeah. And so, like, to explain that to your friends when you're this football player, right. it's it's not easy. So it's like they know you for something completely, completely different, different yeah. right? And they know me for being the funny guy. Absolutely. Da, 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 da. But, yeah. 
Like I like to sing, man. It's right. my music is my passion. Mm. I, I got a chance to uh, do a few shows there at Central, and then I I did a competition, the Showtime, Showtime at the McConnell. Showtime at the McConnell, and I won that thing. Hey, I remember I was there. Yeah, I was I was there. I was there. I didn't think I was gonna even win. I just went to honestly. I just went. I was like, you know what? This would be a good way to get some exposure. You know, yeah. sing, test the waters. What year was that? I don't. Know, I think it might be 2009. 2010, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it sounds like 09. 09. Yeah. It had to be 09 because I graduated 09. Yep. yep. That was the year then. I, I won, and when I won, I was like, dang. Yeah. That's the first thing I ever won. Wow. I've never been in like I don't like competition. I don't feel like music is a competition. Yeah. I feel like music is a God-given gift, and it's something that should be shared and not. Um, and Showtime critiqued. at the McConnell. So it's it's so to folks who don't know, Showtime yeah. at the McConnell was the Black Student Unions. Version trip show. version of Showtime, Showtime at, the at the Apollo. But at the same time, I had a, a production deal with Common Sense Studios. Mm-hmm. So Common Sense Studios, uh, shout out to them. They they really grew me. They grew me. Mm-hmm. They grew me as an artist because they showed me exactly how good I wasn't. Right. So even if you could sing, anybody can sing. I can sing and bust out a bad song, but at the end of the day, can you can you translate that in the studio mm-hmm. to a, a good track? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't at the point in time because I didn't know what I was doing, but I also didn't have the free reign to go in the studio and just mess with stuff, you know right, what I mean? To right. see what stuff does. So I wound up getting dropped from this production deal. Mm-hmm. And so that just means all the songs that I had I'd ever done were just null and void, yeah. you know? So it's like they'll never come out. That they'll, they'll I have them, but they'll never, right. you'll never hear them. Right. Like, I might sample them, but right. so I wound up getting, you know, I've been through a lot as a kid, yeah. you know. So it's like to to see somebody shut a door on me, right. it ignites a fire That's and a it. passion because, dude, like you said, we've been through so much, so we know our worth. But my thing is, before I was ten years old, right. I've been through so Absolutely. much that that that. 20 and 30 year olds never will see right they'll never see it right so when i got dropped from that deal i said you know what i don't need someone with a studio to validate my talent right and i don't mean any, no shade on on, on common sense but yeah. it was the fact that they did what they're supposed to do if, hell if i was them i would have dropped the shit out of yeah, me too because yeah, fuck yeah. that but what what has to validate you is you right and you were already you were someone who I know was, I was doing recording it. yourself. Um, no, I wasn't. Not yet. Okay. This is before okay. then. This is why that happened. Okay. Okay. So I, I got kicked off this deal, and I was I was rocking with Roderick from Tacoma. Yep. And Roderick has showed me, I can all I need is that right there. Yep. If I have my own computer, I can do right. this by myself. Right. He showed me that I could do it, and then Eloquent, I was working with Eloquent. Yep. Okay. He showed me shout all, out to, you shout can out to make Eloquent. your own beats. You yeah. can make your, you, you don't need it. And then Teal. Yep. Uh, Till. Till from, um, what is it? What was he at at the time? Soundcast? Undercast? Undercast? Undercast. Yes. And it was like, they showed me, these are the, the top producers and the top people in the city right. showing me that it's very possible, but right. it still hadn't clicked yet that I could do it for myself. And the game was changing at yes, a time where you had so much 
technology was changing, yep. music was changing, platforms. platforms, were, platforms. Yep. I can get Absolutely. on MySpace and get 14,000 right. on this song in a week. Right. I can move the numbers. Right. If I can and get, get a people, show and get a... Yes. Yep. Yep. I, I run the club. Yep. My my group runs the club, so there's no reason why I can't get a show. Yeah. I was opening up for Jeremiah right. with, with MySpace songs. Right. Stuff that wasn't even good to yeah. me. So then it went to a point where I got dropped from the deal and I said, you know what? I went and bought, I took a, I took a student loan out. Yeah. I went and bought everything. Yeah. And I made my first album, which was Love and Tonic. I remember that. Now to this day, yeah. I don't care what I make. I can make the best album ever. I'm pretty sure I still have that. Album, People will go back to Love and Tonic yes. and be like, but Love and Tonic though. It ain't Love and Tonic. But Love and Tonic though. <laughs> I got the beats from Cuddy Fresh. Even though Mike, like he said, he, he had dropped me, he had still made it available for me to work with mm -hmm. these people because he wanted mm -hmm. to see me grow. And so I started recording myself and I got beats from everywhere, man. I was just finding them, right. finding people, making beats, boom, song, yeah. and writing yeah. these songs. So I did that project, that went out. I remember, uh, I believe Chris Brown had passed on this beat that Cuddy had gave him. Yeah. And Cuddy was a part of the business. Yep. The business, the yep. business. Yep. I made this song called Hide and Go Get It. I remember hiding going it. And I shot this video to it. Yep. Uh, shout out to Rita. That's one of my, my great friends. I had met her in acting class. Mm. Literally, the city went on fire. Yeah. I was doing shows everywhere right. off that off that album. So yeah. that let me know that I could really do it. You know, then I started working with Teal more closely. Teal and Sean. Mm. And they had a group called the Smash Bros. Okay. And they were working with the legendary Dark Child. Yep. Yep. So I got a chance to literally I was flying in and out of Seattle to LA wow. to go work with Dark Child, Rodney Jerkins. Yep. And I don't know if you guys have known, but Rodney Jerkins has worked with Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Beyonce, Beyonce Destiny's Child. Yep. Anybody you know that's got it. Right. I was working with him. Yeah. Like and he was telling like he saw something in my voice and we were pitching like I was pretty much doing all these songs for everybody. I was cutting songs to send to everybody. Yeah. Cutting songs to send over to Beluga Heights. Cutting yeah. songs to send over to here and there. Enrique, Britney. Like, right. he would, like, I'd be in the room and he'd like literally, like, hey, watch this, watch this. And he'd call Britney Spears on the phone. Like, dude, it's yeah. crazy. And then I, I got, just working with him, I got a chance to work with um, Sierra. Okay. So Sierra came in the studio one day and she saw something we were doing, doing some post-production stuff. And uh, I took my voice and we were modulating my voice and putting mm -hmm. it in the production. Mm -hmm. And we wound up putting it on one of her songs called Got Me Good. Yeah. So I got a credit from doing that. And that's hey. just amazing. Right. And then I got a chance to, then I had a friend from college and this is just how God works. Scream, yeah. you remember Scream? No. Jerome Morris. A lot of people don't know is that Jerome Morris is also an amazing dancer. What? And he, he had danced in so many of Chris Brown's like he danced in Chris Brown's videos. What? Like he's done so he's he's, a, he's an crazy. amazing dancer and That's a good. connector. Yeah. So he connected me with some people. 2011, you see Sean Carson in uh, All Star Weekend. Yeah. I'm meeting Kobe Bryant. I'm That's meeting crazy. R. Kelly. Yeah. I'm meeting like stars yeah, like crazy. so just being in that environment i was like okay i gotta get out of here yeah. i gotta get out of here i wound up like i, I like to tell people i retired right. from college and i moved to la on an opportunity to work or to be on a tv show i can't tell you the tv show obviously because the ndas i've signed right i went to be on a tv show and i wound up meeting 
some great people, right. uh, some not so great people. Some, some relationships have budded from that situation, from that TV show that I was supposed to be on, but the night before I wasn't really focused. I got in front of some executives and didn't do me. Mm-hmm. I was I was not focused. So, I mean, there's really no excuse around it. Just the focus wasn't there. Right. I had the worst audition of my entire life. Oh. I've never sang that bad. Oh, and this no. is me. This is me. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. And and not that I have that much confidence, but this is me. Yeah. I've been singing for 24, 25 years now. So uh. it's like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Who, who, how, who are you singing like right now? Yeah. This ain't me. And I had a bad audition and they cut me from the show. So I never even really made the show. So yeah. after that, I was still working with Dark Child, but I had some discrepancies where I just wanted to work. I needed to work on me mm-hmm. and not more so be making music or for everyone else. Right. I needed, I needed to work on me at that point in time. So. And this was? 2012. Okay. So this is six years out of high school. I was going to say. Six years away from home. Yeah. And I moved down to L.A. And you never looked back. And I never looked back. Wow. And um, since then I've done, I went on to work with a lot of more artists from around the world and travel still traveling doing shows yeah. and I got a chance to come back and do the Tacoma Dome yes that was uh for a uh, dude dope fest three yeah. dude that was that's what dreams are made of yeah put it like that like I yeah. got a chance to go out in front of a stadium full of people right and do my thing that's awesome that's because right. uh, you still had and you still had the Seattle relationship you still have the Seattle relationship excuse me um, what made it epic was the the fact when I first moved to Washington, yeah. when I was, I think I was like 12, 13, I, we, my family was living in a homeless shelter wow. in downtown Tacoma. Wow. So I used to look at the Tacoma Dome every day. Yeah. Every day That's I would crazy. look at the Tacoma Dome and then to be on stage in front yeah. of thousands. Inside. The on Tacoma. the same bill as Gucci Man, on the same Shh. bill as, you know, uh, Will Singe, right. one of my great friends. That's I crazy. love him. Shout yeah. out to Will. Uh, to be on the same bill and to be able to like express myself. Yeah. And and you know really show, you know, hey, yeah. we're here. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah. It was mind blowing. And so as I as I wrap this up. Yeah. I was talking with my homie Peter Tosh. Peter, um, I love Peter. Yeah. Shout out to guy. Peter Tosh. And him and I were talking about just. As an independent artist, the level of money that goes into making this from a hobby yeah. to like what your passion is. And he said, dudes could get lost in the sauce. How did you navigate and how do you navigate and figure out like what you're doing and how do you continue to, to take those next steps of getting placements and popping up here to do the Tacoma Dome and popping up there to do shows in LA. I'll tell anybody, none of this is easy. Yeah. None of it. And I've had a lot of lonely nights. I've I've had a lot of nights where I've been unsure of myself. I've had a lot of nights where things don't make sense. The money ain't right. Right. You're getting less than you deserve. But what you have to do is you have to persevere and you have to understand that real music will live forever. Absolutely. It's going to live forever. But you have to also understand that just because you can make real music doesn't mean that's what they want at the time. So you mm-hmm. have to pay attention to the music market and what they're making and be able to not only make what they're making, right. but to make what you're making. And as a singer, for that's me real. personally, literally, I have to work twice as hard as 
well, not even twice as hard. I have to, I have to work almost at a god level of creation, because I myself am a one-man team. So that means I produce the song, I engineer the song, I write the song, I mm -hmm. sing the song, perform the song, blah 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 blah, so on and so right. on. So I'm working against where I'm one man mm -hmm. and I have no help. I'm working against teams. You know, when you see Chris Brown, there's a team of people behind. When you see Usher, there's a team. Yeah. There's yeah. people that, you know, if he doesn't feel like writing those songs, there's people that, we got songs already. They're well, already I write it, I, I, I wrote it, I cut you a... Produced it, uh, <laughs> a reference track. I cut you a reference, right. all of that. There's Just a, come there's in and a sing production it. behind that yeah. one man, when you see that one man. When Damn. you see me, know that I'm a sniper. Right. I can do whatever I want whenever I feel like Absolutely. it because I've been here long enough to know how not to get beat up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just. It and keeps... how not to mess it up when I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still learning that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all, I mean, we all still learn, but I, I'll say like in this independent artistry, dude, it's, it, it's difficult, man. And yeah. it's, it's not for the weak of heart. A lot of guys that are in the game, they hide behind money. Yeah. Um, money doesn't make good music. Absolutely. Money can buy good music. Yeah. Money can buy real music, but it don't make it. That's so right. there's only a few men in the industry who know that power and don't mm -hmm. abuse it. So what I've what I've done with myself is instead of following, I'm not, I've never been a follower. I've mm -hmm. always been against the grain, even when it hurts. Right. But at the same time, I call it a good abrasion. Yeah. Because sometimes we need to go against the grain to create a new layer, Absolutely. a new platform. So Absolutely. that's what I've done. Instead of, I don't, I, I've never, I'm from Texas, man. I don't kiss nobody's ass. Right. I ain't kissing your ass. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you a lie. I'm going to tell you what I really think. And if you don't like it, so be it. Yeah. But I'm still going to feel the way I feel because I've been where I've been. It's my perception. Absolutely. That's, it's me. And a me stands for my experience to me. So. I'm always gonna keep it real. So what I did instead of instead of continuously kissing ass and trying to rub elbows, mm -hmm. I said, you know what, I'm gonna go create my own platform. Sure. So I have enough music, I have enough thoughts, and I created Carson. Yep. So not only do I it's a it's a great way for me to show off all of my talents, but also be able to bring along people who talents that I believe in. Absolutely. So Carson is a musical uh, social social drum, dramatic comedy, social drama com. Yeah. And it's pretty much based on just shit that's happening now, but also things that really hard hit in our communities. Yeah. I have the first episode, pilot yeah. episode. I'm working on the script for the, the next episode and that's going to be done here in the next couple of weeks. But yeah. I've got a great cast of people who not only believe in themselves, but believe in the script and believe Listen. in the platform, what we're doing. And it's a great way to push music, not yeah. only for myself, but for the artists that I Absolutely. That's what's listen. Create your own platform. In a world, in a world of Issa Rae's yeah, and like James Bland's, hmm. y'all are y'all are the ones who are showing us the way, dude, of how to do this shit, and unapologetically wearing multiple hats. Sorry, I'm right. Doing, I, I, I need it all. Are you gonna do it? No. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. There's a book. I'll I'll, I'll read that book we'll, and I'll learn how to we'll do it figure myself. Figure this shit out. Right? Yeah. And it just, for me, real quick, it just goes back to being a kid. Like, you know, um, when you're the new kid on the block, you know, don't stress, yeah. don't worry. And if they don't want to play with you, you can you can make your own game and play for Absolutely. yourself, by yourself. Absolutely. And you don't need anybody to tell you that you're validated. You're validated Absolutely. through God. God validates me. So I, I don't need anybody to give me an award. I don't need anybody to give me a, a, a show. I'll make my own show. Yeah. I'll make I'll make my own show. I'll make my own music, and I'll make my own people happy because that's what I'm about. Man, of my people that's through God. It. So the music it always now you know I've been singing a lot of sad songs. 
I just changed my heart and I, I've been doing uh, happier music, man. Okay. Because I want to speak good things in the life. Yeah. So I definitely want to play some music before I get out of here. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, man. I'm just happy to be alive and I'm happy to be in good company. I just recently, we started a video production company called Burley. We're going to be it. launching That's that it. probably uh, yeah. first of the year. And what we do is we tell people's real stories. That's it. Well, listen, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Thank man, you for so having much. me, man. This is, this is awesome. I'm going to let you catch your flight. We're going to play some music. And yeah. All right, man. Cool. Thanks for having me. Peace out. Yes. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram, Mr. Sean Carson. Uh, yes. You can catch some music and more content on www.seancarsonmusic.com. Catch me on Facebook. All that good stuff. Let's yes. let's have some fun. Holla at your boy. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? It's Sean Carson. You just tuned in to No Blueprint Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to donate so we can keep going. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube, so be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. You have no idea how much it helps. We also want to know what you think. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can even use the hashtag NoBlueprint. And if you're really down with the movement, you can join our Patreon account and become a patron, where you'll get exclusive content and limited edition merchandise. No Blueprint is powered by Ambassador Stories. We share stories of the people, places, and spaces that bring soul to our communities. No Blueprint is recorded at Ambassador Stories Studios and co-produced with me, Mayawa Aina. Hear more episodes of No Blueprint and get official No Blueprint merchandise at noblueprintpodcast.com.